Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. Thanks, Deep Thority Guy. Okay, so many of us follow sports out there. Obviously, this is uh, the United States. We, we do nothing but follow sports. And, uh, we're here in Columbus, Ohio, where obviously it's, it's more Buckeye country. But there's been a lot of interesting stories this past year with sports, obviously. But uh, a couple that come to mind uh, quickly are uh, one, the whole LeVar Ball situation with his sons, uh, one playing for the Lakers. The other one, uh, he pulled his son out of UCLA. <laughs> we'll talk a little about that. Also, something about uh, the American soccer team, which we spend a lot of money on in this country, but somehow failed to make the World Cup against even smaller countries like Trinidad, Tobago, and things like that. For some reason, we can throw billions of dollars at a sport that is the easiest and cheapest sport to play on the planet, and we still can't make any headway. But uh, I digress. That's a whole different conversation. But let's talk about now that uh, we have these situations where families are spending so much money on youth sports, whether it be soccer or football or baseball and these travel camps and uh, these travel teams, I should say, and these camps and all of this, with the hope that we're going to get a scholarship out of this thing that makes all the difference in the world. You're going to get this full ride scholarship. It's going to be great. I'm going to use soccer for a lot of this as an example because it's, I don't think I'm just picking on soccer specifically, but that's, that's what we hear a lot of uh, families spending most of their time and money on, um, especially in youth areas and in, in, in travel and things like that. Americans are spending millions of dollars and countless hours on youth soccer. I mean, I'm sure we all know somebody with a parent that's spending more money than we probably would like to admit in the thousands of dollars for their kids to play soccer, uh, going for you know regulation fees, uniforms, travel camps, all the things like we talked about. Today we have three million American children playing soccer, and many parents have spoken to that are really hopeful that this is going to give them a scholarship, and they think it's an investment going to their education, but. Here's the question, of course, in the end, where are all the American soccer players? As we just said, we can't even qualify for a World Cup against third world countries. So what's the deal here? Uh, according to time, let's look at some actual numbers. But according to time, only maybe about 2% of all student athletes, including those playing football, basketball, baseball, swimming, hockey, track, lacrosse, gymnastics, etc., receive athletic scholarships. And even only then, only a fraction of those get a full ride. And that's between all of the different levels. That's between Division One, Two, and Three. According to NCAA, only 1.4% of those in soccer go on to play pro. So let's talk about pro soccer in the end of this whole thing. Beginning at the lower echelon players in, as we have in this country, MLS. Do you know the average start or the average salary for a soccer player in the MLS is $35,000 a year? $35,000. That's pro soccer. That we're training and spending all of this time and money and effort for our kids to do. And obviously that's less than most degrees. The average median starting scholarship for starting salary for degrees in this country is right around 40 K. Well, not all sports are like this though. You might say, you might say, Oh, well, basketball kids are obviously coming out making a fortune doing this. Well, here's the thing. Only 3% of both male and female basketball players go on to play in college in high from high school to college. 3%. And only 1% of that 3% actually go on to play professional basketball. 
I will give you a number. That is point zero 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 three percent of all high school athletes will play professional basketball in their lifetime, here overseas or otherwise. Point zero 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 three percent, and we're seeing more families. We're seeing more and more families who can't or won't commit to working to prepare their kids for a future beyond their sports schedules, and that's where we're running the hiccups with this. So, how have we gotten so far? Off charts, off the charts with this whole thing. Well, it's not your fault. Most of us get caught up in sports. The media, twenty four seven. We love sports. Plus, we have coaches that will tell you your kid is the next Pele every single time, <laughs> and they'll send you to camps and they'll say the same thing. So obviously, you're being talked up. But is is that the reality? So what do we do? We've worked with many families to achieve this balance. In fact, I'd say about 25%. Actually, it's right around there. Around 25% of the kids we work with at College Liftoff have a sport component they're taking to the next level, and it's really about just getting a good balance in the education. Make no mistake. Even if you get money for school through a sports scholarship in some particular way, you're getting school paid for, college education, career pathing. That's what you're there for. You're not majoring in baseball. You're not majoring in lacrosse. You're not majoring in soccer. So we want to really work with our students and look at them from a standpoint of not just the athletics, but also the academics, their interests, their passions, to find the schools that make the best situation for them. They'll offer them the most amount of money in combination with those pieces, because especially if a student's going to a Division two or three school, the technical term for it is they don't give athletic money. Well, the truth is they do. They just do it in other forms. You won't see it as athletic scholarship. You'll see it in academic or grant-based or internal money, something along those lines. But money is being exchanged there, but your grades will play a part. So you want to make sure that all those things come together so that we can really set these kids up for the best chance to graduate with marketable degrees. They're going to really yield something from a career earning standpoint. And if they have the fortune and ability to become professional athletes, fantastic. As we just stated, with a point zero 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 three percent, the vast, 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 vast majority of them will not. So, let's just look at this and do this better. We had a particular client a couple of years ago, actually, that uh, was on the cusp of being able to be drafted right out of high school to the MLS, and uh, he had a choice to make whether or not to go into the draft into MLS or actually to go to college and get uh, at least a scholarship partially from a university out of this. He was fortunate enough to have a friend who had actually gone through this already. He had taken the path of getting drafted by the MLS. Well, the problem inevitably is, is that you now forfeit your amateur status. Once you do that, you can't go back to college and play, and therefore there will be no scholarship money left in that. So he was drafted in one of the later rounds of the MLS, making right at around, if not a little less, than $35,000 a year as a soccer player. And he actually, and this was the greatest example, you, you can't tell kids this, you literally have to see it, he actually spent his off-season waiting tables because it wasn't enough to live off of. And he actually had to go back and fund his education that way because soccer career lasted for about two years and that was it. So he missed out on a bunch of scholarship money, uh, be, the ability to be able to get an education paid for, and it turned out the entire thing was a gigantic liability. So we look at that situation and others, and, and we think of families that are really well off. They're not going to get need-based scholarships, so they look to sports as this way of being able to pay for college. 
and I will tell you that is a hundred percent not true. In fact, it's like buying your way out of this whole thing with a lottery ticket. It's the same deal. It's the same percentages almost as 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 trying to get a full ride or you obviously going pro. In fact, we work with a lot of high net worth families. The thing that's important to them in this whole college funding piece, and you've heard me say this before, I'll say it every time, you have to study the school's financial aid histories. You have to look at their endowments. You have to look at their non-need-based gift aid numbers to see how much is the school going to give you. And that can even be applied to athletic scholarship money just as much as academic money or merit-based money. It's the same across the board. To us, free money is free money, period. Let's take a bigger, broader look at this from a different lens of just seeing financially what are going to be our best bets off of my students' strengths and stop trying to force the sport to make this thing work for you. When you could just as easily take in the money that you spent on that sport for the past, let's say, 10 years and put it into a 529 and you might have college paid for almost all the way through anyway. So something to think about for parents with kids in sports, because really, what are children going to do after this game is over? College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com. Circle270media.com.